Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are we doing today? It is September 1st. Yes, September 1st. What do we got? September, October, November. Four months left in the year. Uh, I don't know about you, but let's uh, let's get 2020 over with already uh, so we can get on to bigger and better things in 2021. Uh, first and foremost, if you don't know, I put out a new goal uh, for the next uh, 13 weeks, uh, which is something I do every 13 weeks. And the big goal in there for this is I am going to switch it up. Uh, the last 13 weeks, my goal was to produce four hours of original content for you each and every week. That turned out to be a layup because I was doing about two and a half hours of live interviews for you. So I didn't have to create much beyond these daily financial news to hit that goal. But now I've challenged myself to try to create four videos a day. One of them is going to be this daily financial news. So we got one done, one done. but I think I need help from you. Uh, if you can start back with subscriber questions, I've kind of gotten away from those because I try to try to push those into our Saturday sessions. But I'm thinking as I look at this challenge of four videos a day, 28 a week, and I don't know what it is, 600 and something uh, uh, over the next 13 weeks, it is, it's a lot. So um, yeah, I'm going to need some help for you. It's not 600. It can't be 600. 28 times 13. Yeah, it's not 600. That's crazy. It's like th- almost 400. Anyways, uh, put your questions below in any of these videos. And uh, if it's one that uh, I want to address, I will do that and or we'll just move it to Saturday. So, okay. Daily financial news of the day. First off, Tesla stock split. Was it yesterday? Monday? No. Yeah, Monday. Uh, stock goes up. Tesla today announces they're going to issue $5 billion dollars in new stock, new common stock, stock goes up. This is not normal. The stock's up 500% in 2020. All I got to say is their battery day announcement better be spectacular or we are in for uh, buy the rumor, sell the news kind of fall. This has gone parabolic. This has to be a favorite stock of the Robinhood E-Trade Schwab mom and pop traders. It's it's uh, it's out there. Um, yes, political economy questions are okay, but I won't answer politic questions. I usually just delete them. <laughs> uh, another another company that uh, had a blowout number was Zoom, right? Zoom uh, actually is a technology I use for all of my interviews, so clearly a user of it. Uh, their revenues quadrupled, but you want to talk about a run. They went IPO at 36. They're uh, $450 today. They went IPO at 10 billion. They're now 130 billion. Their revenue went out uh, at 430 million. Now they're expected to do 2.4 billion. Just a bang up story. Last time I checked, they were up 44% today. Wow. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know if there's anybody out there that was brave enough to short Zoom yesterday. But boy, you are getting squeezed good today. Ouch. 
The other thing I will say is they're trading at 65 times revenue. Zoom is helping our economy today. It's helping kids go to school. It's helping employers and employees continue to do their thing. It's helping channels like mine provide original content. But do you think Zoom is going to be as popular, say, summer next year? Right? When hopefully we've got at least a treatment, if not a vaccine. Or maybe, heaven forbid, it's mutated and it's not deadly anymore. I don't know. 65 times revenue as you've had the perfect environment for your technology. I mean, like they nailed it. This is one of those stories that goes up and up and up. And then people realize, you know what? Tomorrow's not not as bright. Zoom's had its day in the sun. Their comps are going to get nasty. Oh, anyways, chalker. Something else I saw, again, this is a worldwide channel we're looking at here. Uh, got some news from the ECB or the Europe region. Uh, they're kind of stuck. Their Fed, right, their version of the Fed, their central bank, they're trying to goose inflation just like uh, our Fed. And um, what I would tell you is uh, they're disappointed with the outcomes thus far. Uh July reading, they had goosed it to 1.2% and were feeling good. Uh, however, July, or August, sorry, August, July was 1.2. August came in at 0.4. So it's slipping. They're, they're losing the momentum. Now for August, they're expecting a negative print, re-deflation. Europe is expecting deflation in August. To say that is not good is a fairly big understatement, right? That's a trend that we don't want to see. Uh, but again, I think def- I've been telling you, or I've been suggesting for at least 90 days that I thought 2020 would be the year of deflation. I just don't think you can stop an economy and, and start it back up and not see deflation. I think a lot of things that are going on right now are deflationary. We certainly have the outliers like lumber and housing, but hmm, it, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, on that topic, it looks like the Fed, or they're expecting the Fed now to keep rates low for five years. Um, I think it was just last week people were, were pontificating one to two years, which I said hogwash. That's just not possible. Do you know how low rates were in the Great Recession? Or how long rates were low in the Great Recession? Sorry about that. They were low for seven years. And like I have said many, many times, this is worse. So to think that rates will stay low for only five years when we had them low for seven years, I just don't see it. I mean, why, why would it be less than a Great Recession? We have more. There's a bigger budget deficit. Tax, I mean, I don't, I, don't know why, I don't know why they're not low for 10 years. So something to think about. Again, on this channel, what do we track? Consumer and cost of capital. And right now, I'm guessing cost of capital is going to be pretty low uh, throughout the decade, right? So, yeah, pretty scary. Or interesting or advantage or whatever you want to call it. So uh, interesting. Uh, Looks like Ford, uh, the next kind of manufacturing company to look at salary job layoffs. Uh, It is, um, they're looking at a thousand salary jobs. Uh, It is, uh, you know, people are going to start managing expenses. And when you hear that, 
for most people, that's people. That's, that's, again, the worst part of my job for the last 20 years was looking at a spreadsheet and deciding who to cut. It is, I mean, I sat in conference rooms around these big tables and everybody, every manager, director, or VP had to sit there and go, I got 17 names. I got six names. I got five names. Oh, talk about crushing your soul. That was horrible. Uh, stocks up five months in a row. Congratulations if you're in the market. Five months in a row. Uh, as Dave Point now he says, stocks only go up. Stocks only go up. A couple of uh, economic numbers came out today. Uh, uh, PMI came out, uh, market manufacturing. Uh, came in at 53.1, a little light versus expectations of 53.5. But anything over 50 is growth. Uh, so that's cool. Um, the other one was ISM. Uh, ISM came in at 56, the highest reading since 2008. That's manufacturing. Again, manufacturing is kicking back in, right? So it's, it's you know, from a down uh, down market. One of those, you know, they turned it off, now turned it on. So it is, it's a decent number. And then the last one was construction spending. Uh, I haven't been able to look into the details yet. It was just published before I, uh, I came on. Uh, but it was only up 0.1% off an expectation of a full percent. So that was light. Uh, I don't know why that is. That's going to be something for me to look at. Uh, it's still positive, but it was a it was a miss. Uh, we would have expected more there. Uh, the big t the big thing I took from today is uh, New York City muni bonds, and muni bonds are one of the first ways you can see where the market is expecting pain. Uh, muni bonds traditionally trade triple uh, A rated plus a spread. Right, based on the location. January, AAA rating, New York City muni bond, the spread was 0 0.2, 0 0.2. Uh, now, uh, they just raised money yesterday. The spread went from 0.2 to 0.7. That may not seem like a lot, but when you have $38 billion in debt, you need to refinance and you're paying essentially an extra half a percent. Man, New York City just can't win. Right? Your your interest expense is up, which again means they got to cut jobs because damn, their tax revenues toast. They made a mistake shutting down the city and now they're going to pay for it for a decade. Just like San Francisco. Bad policy decision. Oh, they're going to they're they're going to pay for it. And oh by the way, New York City is already looking to raise another $5 billion. What do you think that's going to do to their rating? New York City is in trouble. And unfortunately, the only way to get through it is to get through it. They're, they've, they're, it's going to be a hard slog. Uh, but, you know, I'm very confident that at some point in the future, New York City will be highly investable. It just won't be for a little while. And a little while might be years. So again, um, something we're going to have to watch is muni bonds. And uh, again, New York City is pointing to a lot of pain when their spread goes up half a percent. And I'm going to guess it goes higher from here because again, their tax revenue is down uh, and going down seemingly by the day. Uh, their needs are going up seemingly by the day. Uh, and now their cost to raise is going up by the day. It's just a bad combination. So uh, at the end of the day, again, September 1st, uh, kind of big news of the day, 
I think the ECB thing with inflation kind of losing their battle, that's a big deal because they're going to just go negative and go harder. Um, I think New York City muni bonds is a big deal because, uh, again, we're, we're, we're going to pay for this crisis for a decade. And, and New York City, San Francisco are going to be at the forefront. But we'll, we'll all feel it, I think. Uh, and then again, I don't see why the Fed doesn't keep rates low for longer than the Great Recession. It's just, I just don't see it. Of course, inflation could come out of nowhere. I think deflation is the thing we see first, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, inflation uh, inflation is the only thing that would cause the Fed to raise, and I just don't see it. So at the end of the day, have a wonderful day. I have a, a brand new interview at 8 o'clock I'm going to do uh, with someone I haven't interviewed before. That are, Those are always fun. And uh, I think I'm being interviewed at 1130. I'll see if I can get a copy of that and bring it to you. But again, remember, I'm going to take the challenge of creating four original videos a day just to see if I can. I like to challenge myself, but I need your help. Ask questions. Uh, let me do those uh, subscriber questions, you know, those quick four or five minute videos. And of course, have a wonderful day. Remember, this is about you, your money, your finances, all that stuff. Take care.